watching the IM Symposium Winter Solstice 2017 event. Our next presenter is Jackie Ruka, the queen of Get Happy. And everybody I've invited to be on this symposium are people who I've met along the way, who have been part of the growth and evolution of myself and my platform as, a, as, as the practical shaman and author. And Jackie and I met on the beach, probably at one of my very, very first masterminds. And she wasn't even in the mastermind, but we <laughs> connected that day. Her friend has done absolutely really, really well throughout the years. And we had a great connection and we watched each other over the years. And I watched her launch her book. Let me tell you her official bio and you're going to be really impressed. Jackie Ruka is founder of the Get Happy Zone lifestyle company. She skyrockets professionals from breakdowns to breakthroughs. As American's happyologist and certified action success coach affiliated with Harvard University and medical school, her mission is assisting her clients to overcome life's transition and blaze the path to fulfilling life and business they dream of. Jackie shares her personal wake-up call. When her car lost control, nearly near missing two Buddha statues compounded by a demanding corporate career, this led to a profound per personal journey to meet her authentic self and discover her true calling to inspire others. As a trained psychotherapist, she has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and Daily Worth for her knowledge assisting clients in business, overcoming limiting beliefs and creating positive life changes. And you'll learn more about her, her happiness hero, her number one bestseller book, Get Happy and Create a Kick but life. And there will be, when you sign up for the, uh, the symposium, you'll get links to these and probably a free gift as well. Mm -hmm. And so that you can stay connected to Jackie, because if you're like me, I've been connected to her for, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we think that, oh, we should be here and then get there. But it's, it's a long road. And she's going to talk to us mm -hmm. about that today. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm going to give you the screen so you can share. Okay. okay. There we okay. go. Nice. All right. So I'm not going to go through. Um, Is that you all my happiness there? <laughs> I'm not going to go through all my um, slides here, but I'm going to share what's important for those who are ready to, to start thinking bigger and move into their level of greatness. Because if you're at a point where you're ready to make a change in your life because something is pulling at you to do something different than what you're doing. It does require a new type of a mindset. And I believe that it is truly your happiness that leads to success. But there's a lot of tools and action steps that need to take place along the way. And I know for me, it's going to be different for everyone for sometimes life happens to you. And sometimes life happens for you and the occurrences that happen in your life, sometimes the accidents that you think are, are um, unfortunate are actually blessings in disguise. So I'm going to just share real quickly what happened for me when I was, I was the poster child of stress, 
fatigue, um, unhealthiness. I was not eating right. I was never home. I barely had time for friends and family. And this all basically crescendoed to a breaking point. And that was when my company car, which was already default, um, I lost control of the brakes and the steer, uh, the power steering, everything. I was in the middle of Los Angeles. I was coming down a hill. I was white knuckled. I really did not know what was going to happen, except in my mind, I made a decision, a very quick decision that this is not how it's going to end for me. And I uh, visualized at that moment what I wanted to see happen. And that was to go down an exit, to go down a hill, to slowly stop, and my car stop in a safe place. So that did happen. What I did not know what was going to happen was that when the car slowly stopped, it stopped in front of two eight-foot Buddha statues outside of a furniture store in the middle of the San Fernando Valley. And that was my aha moment. That was my breakthrough. I finally realized that all the denial that I was living through of, I know things are going to get better, or I know I'm supposed to be doing something different, or I have this higher calling of I'm supposed to be doing this or that, and I kept suffocating that, finally came to a head at that moment where I looked at those Buddha statues and then I knew I had to make an extreme pivot in my own personal life and in my professional life to then move on to the next level of myself. So that's exactly what I did. I followed my calling. Um, when I think what prevents people from following their calling or staying stuck is fear. But when something like when something happens to you, like I said, it's a lesson or a blessing. Pay attention to those things that are happening to you because there is no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. So that led me to listen to my calling, to write a book. I had all these tools and strengths and wisdom and knowledge of all the years past that I had not really been using. I was too busy being a wage slave and not recognizing what was my true happiness. What, was, what would make me happy? I was ignoring that for so many years and focusing on the external of having the house and the nice car and the big fat bank account and the good looking, you know, fiance and all of those things might have looked great on the outside, but I was not fulfilled on the inside. So when I took a pivot and walked away from a six figure career in order to save my own life, it took a healing process. I had to, one, heal myself, my mind, my body, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I did that in a very natural way, which I'm not going to get into today. <laughs> However, once I got through my healing, I started writing and realizing that there was so much that I had to share with the world to prevent other people from believing that it's your success that leads to happiness and that you have to go through all this stress in life in order to really do what you love. And that is a big myth. 
that you actually can do what you love. It just takes the right action steps at the right time with the right people on your team. So I believe that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. What you think resonates to how you feel and your feelings turn into actions. So when you are in the mindset or the framework of recognizing that your thoughts may not really be working for you anymore, and it's time for you to make a shift, which could be a completely new paradigm than where you're living right now. The bottom line is, though, whatever you put energy toward has no other opportunity but to expand. Whatever you put energy toward, something is going to grow from that. So recognize that whatever it is you really want to do in 2018, let's say, put massive action and energy toward it and it will grow. So I'm just going to share a real quick story. And Renee, just let me know when, when uh, we're done with the 10 minutes. Um, and that is a question of, do you ever wonder why some people are more successful than others? So I used to live in Montecito, which is in Santa Barbara, right down the street from Oprah Winfrey. <clears throat> and I attended the uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival. And if you've never been to the Santa Barbara Film Festival, it's not like other, you know, award ceremonies. The actor actually is up on stage and they share their career. They share how they got to where they were, where they were to where they are now. And Oprah shared a very pivotal point in her life and in her career. She was no longer fulfilled being a TV host. She kind of reached that point in her career where everyone said she would never make it. Well, she did. But she was also kind of tired of being a, a TV host and doing the Oprah show. She wasn't sure what her next move was. And during her book club is when The Color Purple came out, the book. And she was, she said it changed her life, that book. She bought thousands of those books, gave them out to everybody. And there was a character in the book, Sophia, who she believed was living through her. She was so connected to this character that when Steven Spielberg came, was going to be coming out with the movie, The Color Purple, Oprah then knew that she was destined to be in that movie. Granted, she had never acted before. She'd never been in a movie before. She had no idea what she was doing. It was a calling for her that changed her life and it changed her perspective of her ability to reach the next level of herself. She called Steven Spielberg and said, I am meant to be in this role. <laughs> I feel Sophia is living through me. She shared her story behind why she felt that way. And Steven Spielberg, unfortunately, gently let her down and said, I already have a professional actor <laughs> slotted for Sophia. So, Oprah would normally um, sabotage herself and eat her way out of a paper bag. Uh, 
but she decided this time she wasn't going to do that. She checked into a fat farm and she said she knew she was walking the track every morning. She knew she was supposed to be in that movie. She had a mindset of relentlessness that it was inevitable that she was supposed to be in this movie. And at the same time, she held the belief, the strong belief that this was meant for her. And she was determined because of her passion to somehow make this happen. A woman came outside and told her she had a phone call while she was walking around the track. She answered the call and it was Steven Spielberg. And he said, you know, I, I really thought through what you told me about your story with Sophia. He said, so this is the deal. I will give you an audition based on one thing. You have to be here in Los Angeles in 24 hours and be prepared to audition. Oprah's faith just went from here to here. I mean, she was like, I'm out of here. She said, you never saw a woman pack so fast in your life. She packed her bags. She went straight to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> she got the biggest ice cream you can think of. She hopped on a plane. She called the top acting coach in New York City and said, you need to help me with this. I want to get this role. Make it, help me make this happen. Well, of course, the rest is history. So, what I'm sharing with you is the secret behind what a lot of people don't share, and that is mindset. In order to have mindset, you must have flow. Flow is being happy right now and having a vision and an action plan. So you're happy right now, may not, you may not know what that is, or maybe you don't feel that right now. So here is where I'm going to share with you how you can be happy right now. I want you to think about something you're celebrating. It could be something very small. It could be you just lost a pound, or um, you had a great conversation with your best friend, or you are planning a fun trip. Take or a book launch. That's, or a book launch. Whatever it is you're celebrating, I want you to bottle that up. I want you to imagine you're pouring that into a bottle, and you are drinking it every single day. That is the energy of your happiness right now. It is what you're celebrating. When you match your happiness right now or your passions with a vision and an action plan, you have now formed what is known as a success mindset. So when you have that flow, not only are you just in the flow of where you are supposed to be and you are aligned with what exactly you're supposed to be doing, you're also recognizing that your happiness has no other choice but to be successful because you've matched it with a vision and an action plan. So just recognize that in order to be the CEO of your life and of your destiny, it takes, it takes leadership. This is a shift of recognizing that whatever happened to you does no longer define to you. 
If anything, it helped you to pivot into a new positive direction once you've learned that the lesson and the blessing of what may have been taking shape or what you're feeling inside of you is calling for a change. So when you're calling for a change, it also helps you to question what is your why. When you know your why, you'll know your what. So knowing your why is like knowing that your five, those five passions that you have, that you are putting your energy toward, is related to your why. It may also be a mission that you are on. You may have a really big mission that you want to make in this world and the difference that you want to make in this world. And oftentimes, that is related to something that you stand for that maybe nobody else does stand for, but you are the person who are, you're the messenger. You're the one who's supposed to be the messenger in all of this. That's your why. When you know your why, you'll know your what. <laughs> so do I have um, time for one case scenario, one story, I can real life story? I think you could share a story. Okay. So I'm going to share a story of a client, Dennis, who he had a big, he has a big mission. His miss mission is to help people with ideas to invent something, go from their mind to market. He had walked away from a business partnership, dissolved a company, wasn't quite sure what his next step was. He knew his why, but he didn't know his what. His why was to become a best-selling author and share all of his wisdom and step-by-step -step action plan to get people from their mind of a product to market. He didn't know how he was going to do that. He didn't know what that entailed. Once we got more clear on his why, it was very easy to focus on his what. I'm happy to say that Dennis's book became not only a uh, best-selling on Amazon in six categories, but it became an international bestseller, and it is a bestseller a year later without any money to market it, without any ads, till this day is still a bestseller, which is unheard of. He actually went to meet um, this gentleman on Shark Tank, uh, who ended up not only promoting his book in front of thousands of people at an event, but he, Dennis got to meet his own personal hero at the same time. So he took a vision and he matched it with an action plan and, and, and his vision with his happiness right now, which was his book. So I'm just here to share with you that not to underestimate the greatness of you, to express your greatness, not to be scared of it, and realize that there's only one you. There, you are unique. Only you can do what you, you do. It's like you have the fingerprint to your greatness, and no one else can really match that. So...
that is my story behind <laughs> behind expressing your greatness to the world. Great. I think you have to stop sharing for us to come both back there. Is that okay? Stop share. There we go. Now are we both? I think you might still be bigger, but that's okay. Since you're the guest, I, I don't know, have to be the big screen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, you're the big screen for me right now. Oh, okay. All right, great. Well, we're both on the big screen. Uh, we'll be like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> and one thing around the solstice you, we want to talk about is that that's the time when all that is unmanifest is available and accent. So personally, what you talk about happiness and having that mindset, this is a great time, is it not, to, to clear out all that is not, all that is not in that mindset that will bring you joy in the following year. Do you want to, can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Absolutely. Whenever you are wanting to get to the next level of yourself, it's going to take a detox. So things will either naturally start falling away or you need to physically start decluttering what doesn't serve you any longer. So as you start to climb up that ladder of higher potential, things are going to start falling away. Even friendships, relationships that were maybe meant to be at a season no longer have a reason to stay. And you have to just allow for that to fall away. And at the same time, get rid of what doesn't serve you anymore uh, and get rid of all the clutter that is clogging areas of your life, your home, your car, your workplace, all of that stuff. Because now when you start to clear space, you are allowing for the, the, what it is you want to manifest to come in. It's just like... <clears throat> not to quote the secret, but I, I have seen this work for people is if you're trying to manifest a new partner in your life, let's say, but you have a closet full of clothes, there is no space for that partner to put their belongings. So you've got a clear space and leave the other half of your closet open and free for that new person and partner to come into your life as if they've already as if they're already there, as if it's already happened. So when you want an outcome, you have to imagine that it's already happened, but you also have to manifest that if it's going to happen, you have to allow it to happen by allowing these things to change, by doing the change and supporting the, the, the manifestation in the process. Very cool. The, so the, the book Wins the Spirit, which is, this is part of a leading up to a six-week launch, it's about living in the cycles of your ex nature, to align your experiences with the, the natural cycles of nature. And so sometimes you're at the end of a cycle and ready to begin a new cycle. And before we started recording, which I wish we had gotten some of that on recording too, was <laughs> we were talking about, for me, that I'm coming out of this phase of writer where I've been in for four years writing. There's no room in the closet for anyone else's clothes. There's no room for anything. And now I'm coming out. So I'm, I'm stepping into a new cycle. So 
what advice would you give to somebody else who's also on this brink of this major transformation? Okay, two, two major things here, okay? When you are on the brink of a major transformation, it's very easy for you to start sabotaging yourself because one, fear, two, the not knowing, and three, the, the, it could be fear of success, fear of failure, whatever it might be, because you have this fear of not knowing and it takes faith. It, you have, this is where belief and having a strong belief in yourself is so important. And I truly believe that you got to start learning to change hats a little bit, shedding your old identity or shedding a, a level of yourself so that when you're in the chrysalis and you're that, you are being born into that butterfly, that those wings are now ready to pop out of that chrysalis so that you can now spread those wings and you can now fly because you have no other choice but to fly. You're not going to just land and fail. You have been to a point where you've been marinating and preparing for all of this to happen now that you've now developed into a whole new level of yourself to be born as this new butterfly to the world. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people might, hold those wings really close in and quit right before the miracle. Don't quit right before the miracle because even though it might be scary because you know that there's change that's going to be taking place, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing thing that's going to take place and reaching a whole new level of yourself where I believe um, when you're at that point, it's time for new places, new people, new things, uh, new money, uh, new experiences. It's all about newness and new beginnings. And new beginnings are exciting. So that's part of like that happy right now bottle that I want you to, to, to remember to keep drinking that down and have a cup of courage every day of taking those baby steps every day and allowing those wings to slowly come out of the chrysalis, have patience with yourself and recognize, okay, I'm committed to this. When you're committed to this, then you're allowing for the miracles to happen. And if you're not committed, then you're going to start sabotaging yourself. What great advice. What a, what a wonderful presentation and so timely for this time of year where you're getting ready to, you know, take into hibernation that what you want to create next year. And so this has been perfect. And you're such a delight and you are that happyologist. I oh, love that. thank you. <laughs> thank you. And we're grateful for you to be here. And make sure if you're listening to this as at, on a Facebook event page that you sign up so that you receive Jackie's free gifts and learn where you can buy her book, which is Get Happy and Create a Kick-Butt Life. And I'm sure you're all going to want her book, and you're going <laughs> to want to follow her. She's, she posts on LinkedIn every single day. I always look forward to reading what inspiring quote she has for me. Or it's probably for everyone, but I always think, oh, it's just for me today. And stay tuned, because there's a lot more to come in this, the I Am Symposium 2017. And, and 
and she's right. I, I've been in that chrysalis stage and the book is ready to bloom and, and come out with those wings. So, and it's also available for pre-order. So I'll get a little plug in there for Winds of Spirit. And I look forward to knowing you for another 10 years, another 15 Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And I look forward to reading your new book. I'm very excited. Yes, because then you're going to find out about Eurus, the east wind, that once you move into that new phase, right, the mm -hmm. east wind comes. And if you think about an east wind, you know, you have to hold on to your hat. You have to hold on to your umbrella because when you then next step out, there's always going to be the next step of what happens with your thinking and then your emotions. And, and mm -hmm. it's this, you grow, Yep. You know, you expand and you're always ready for the next level. There's always a trampoline there, but those winds will continue to blow. And I, so I thank you and I, I look forward to comparing notes. Yeah, I look forward to it as well. All right. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.